agree, Ted, my friend. These students are most excellent. Wild Stallions! Good morning, students. Welcome to school. Remember, the thought of the day is... How is humanity saved if it's not allowed to evolve? There's only one path to peace. The Avengers Extinction. Welcome to Neekology 101, the study of the nerd and geek in their natural habitat. I'm Gary. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. All right. Oh, very good. Rudy's out today, so Aaron's sitting in with us. And um, we are the knights who say, Neek. Sorry. Oh, you're, you're weak. <laughs> we forget Aaron. those sometimes. I don't. I it never is, forget that. It is near summer, so you know what? The brain's getting on reset. I don't know who you are or where you came from. But from now on, you do as I tell you. Okay? We're, we're good. And today we have a special guest, uh, Michael Miller. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you very much for having me. I've been waiting uh, waiting for this. It'll be exciting. Exciting. Our brother from the East Coast, man. And uh, you're in, um, are you in, are you Are you in Cincinnati? Is that where you are? I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm totally oh, go right. Steelers. All right. Yeah, Steelers. All right. <laughs> Very good. And um, so, you know, Michael, we loved your we loved your blog. We really enjoyed to do your, uh, my comic relief, which I'll be talking about a little later. Um but tell us about yourself and uh, what you do, and, and you're also a teacher too, right? Yes, I am a theology teacher yeah. at Mercy Hurst Preparatory School. It is uh, a Catholic school that's run as a sponsored ministry uh, of the Sisters of Mercy. Awesome. Okay. And I have I just finished up my seventh year there, wow. and I teach our senior course, which is a, a world religions course. So we cover Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism. Uh, then I teach our Catholic tradition course, which half of the year is focused on church history. And then the other half of the year looks at peace and justice work mm. and, uh, you know, how we try and live the, live the gospel. Awesome. And yeah. then I have a handful of electives. I do one with uh, one of our biology teachers on the intersection between science and faith. Oh, and yeah, it's, it's a lot. And we team teach it, so we're both in the room at the same time and we're riffing off each other and we build all the lessons. We nice. Together. Very cool. Um, and then I team teach a course with another one of our theology teachers on Star Wars and contemporary myth-making. Right. So we look at sort of how Lucas used mythology and theology to form the foundation of this saga. And then we sort of work to empower the students to go out and do that analysis on their own. Oh, that's great. Very cool stuff. Yeah, and we got a couple high school students. you get to talk about Star Wars for work, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they yeah. pay you? <laughs> they pay for that. Wow. Of course, man. We do and this they, for free. I know. My gosh, that's great. And you know what? Of course, a couple of high school students. What do you guys think about a class like that? It'd be awesome, huh? Yeah, I love I love stuff like that. And uh, I think it's really What'd good you say, to, Adam? to bring that back into a... Into the school system, there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, betcha. Hit some great. I think it works well. It's sort of like what you guys do on, you know, on the the God Among Geeks, and you know, the idea of using that this sort of pop culture, sci-fi nerd stuff to open up the door to a, a larger conversation. Right. You know? Exactly. And get a lot of buy-in from the kids. So. Well, yeah, I would think you'd yeah. get more buy-in from the kids because it's a subject that they're interested in. Yeah, bring yeah. I think. You know, it's funny is, uh, just a side note is, um, you know, a lot of schools are changing, uh, regular schools are changing a lot of their uh, curriculum and trying to go for more CT courses. And so um, I'm kind of gearing that toward my English course. And it's funny because there's a little, you know, a lot of English teachers don't get it. It's like, man, but you get a lot of 
You gotta buy in from the kids, and you know you find things they like, and you start from that point. And you, it sounds like you got it. What is the CTE course you're teaching, Gary? Uh, the CTE course I'm teaching is all about um, developing your online presence. So they build blogs, podcasts, um, uh, also a. Um, we'll get into YouTube, but they build one on a theme and they learn all about how to use online marketing. So it's basically how to prepare yourself for online jobs. And our online presence is lame. <laughs> <laughs> we're still pretty new at that. Anyways, <laughs> oh, we're all learning. So you inspired us so That's great, man. Awesome stuff. Um, and you know, today it was really because one of your blogs you had mentioned was you're talking about the age of Ultron, uh, how that was a yeah. kind of a movie that a lot of people didn't appreciate so much. And I really wanted you to talk a little about the today, some of the themes you had mentioned in there, and get our discussion going. So tell us a little about why you felt that movie was one that I think we probably should take another look at. I I think a lot of it, the negative press that it gets, just comes. I mean, it's not a perfect film. No. But it comes from the fact that the Avengers was so perfect. You know, mm. it was this, this this cinematic dream, and it was better, I think, than anybody could have could have imagined. So there's no sequel that, you know, I mean, that's just a lot. To Second movie, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like me for Star Wars. You just can't recapture that magic yeah. ever again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I, I really think there is a lot in this film that that sort of takes all the, the fun and action and banter and that sort of stuff that the, the Avengers have, right. but then pushes it a little deeper. And obviously, like, yeah, because you have Ultron. What is this? What is this, please? Hello, I am Jarvis. You are Ultron, a global peacekeeping initiative designed by Mr. Stark. And I think that's one of the most fa fascinating things theologically and philosophically and even morally or, or ethically is this question of artificial intelligence. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and Ultron came out in a period where there were several movies were doing that. Um, Ex Machina was looking at AI. Mm -hmm. um, Chappie was looking at AI. Right. And so it, it's this question, you know, that, that we as, as humans in real life, not even just in science fiction, sure. are trying to build these machines that, that think and feel and adapt and evolve. I had strings, but now I'm free. And so there's so many questions, but just sort of at the, the root of it, and I think they do it well in Ultron with how everyone reacts to Tony, right. is, you know, this question of should we even be doing it? Sure, right. You know, I mean, it's the, mm -hmm. the, it's the Frankenstein question. Exactly. Is this us playing God? Should right. we be trying to build life in this way? Right, exactly. And there's so many, so many things we don't think about the ramifications, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I think when, when you're, you know, when I think we casually think of artificial intelligence, we think of, to stick with the Avengers analogy, we think of something like Jarvis or Friday, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we all want like a, a cool, like sassy system with personality that will keep track of our grocery list and remind us that we have to get the oil changed in the car and things like that. Right. Um, but, but that's not what we're really playing with. It's, it's this idea that you know, we're trying to create something that's so much larger. Right. And there's this um, this line in, not in Age of Ultron, but in Ex Machina, where Oscar Isaac's character who develops this artificial intelligence um, is justifying it to Dom Hale Gleason's character, which is wonderful that they were in this, and then also The Force Awakens together with like a couple hundred right, right. more. Um, <laughs> and he tells him, he's like, you know, it's not a question of if, but it's a question of when. Like, this is something that's coming. Mm. You know, science has sort of opened this door and you can't stop it. Right. And so there's just so many ramifications because I think we, as, as humans, develop brilliant.
brilliant technology well ahead of our ability to emotionally handle it. Mm, very true. If, very true. If, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, if you look at something like online bullying, or you look at even, I mean, just the, the other day, the actress who played Rose in The Last Jedi took everything down off her Instagram account because, you know, a, a certain breed of Star Wars fanboy were harassing her. So uh, it was just, yeah. you know, slews of these derogatory comments. I'm sorry. And so you look at, <laughs> we have the potential for true global communication. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and to build all these, these incredible relationships with social media and with the internet right but we're not at a point where we can do that well right and and i think i think ai is is something that i I think that's it's a good avenue with that you know where we want this it's something that we seem to be excited about as a culture um how can we not like that back to age of ultron that's one of the things that i really love yeah is you know tony as, as much as we as a viewer know that he's wrong <laughs> and we know that it will have disastrous consequences. Right. If I'm honest with myself when I watch that movie and I put myself in his shoes and I feel the, the guilt and the responsibility that he carries. Yeah. And and I think, okay, there's this way I bet I can make everyone safer. Even if it's larger than something that I should play with, even if it's worse and stuff. I, I don't know if I would say no. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean as a viewer we know it's wrong, but it is this idea of this you know, too good to be true system. Open up like Pandora's box, like what's inside? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, you, the possibilities. You're like, this is en- endless possibilities, but yeah, can I control it? And the human factor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. Any comments on that one so far? It's well, good. I mean, the, not just emotionally, but legally, they can't even keep up with what's going on with yeah. the, the web. And when yeah. you talk about oh, net yeah. neutrality and all that different stuff, and then you have abuses by, you know, mm. whether it's government or corporations Nation, with yeah. it, you know, because everybody's become dependent upon this thing. So right. what happens with yeah. AI? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. We just saw Ready Player One the other day, and that's the same thing as the how people connect and uh, there's the human aspect of connection and electronic, and they battle each other out, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, and that, yeah, that's the other question. It's like my buddy and I talking about that with with technology he's a tech geek and a you know a marvel geek and all that and you know his argument was well what if the telephone hadn't been invented how would people have talked from california to to new york and i think the problem that happens with with technology or anything is that uh, we don't maintain a balance you know i watch these kids at school like these two, constantly on their phones, their faces are on the screen. Get on the phone, are you right now? Oh, shit. yes, and they're not even—they're not even talking to each other, or they got an earbud in one ear, you yeah. know. So, but is—is is the technology great? Is it helpful? Yeah, sure. Yes, but at the same time, you've got to have a balance with it. Oh know? yeah, and that's where it gets out of control. Sure. I think. Yeah. And how quickly that? Because I mean, I graduated high school in '01. Right, mm-hmm. and so I had. Well, like, you're just a child. <laughs> in case there was like ever trouble with the car, I didn't yeah. know how to turn it on until mm. I was through college because I like that just wasn't uh, that that wasn't culturally where it was. Uh. But now, if I leave the house without it. It's almost like some sort of like weird phantom limb syndrome. You know yes, what I mean? it is. Exactly. It feels Where's weird. my friend? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'll find myself waiting in line at the grocery store, and it's, I have this instinctive twitch to pull it out and look at notifications or respond to Yes, yes. It comes a habit. As opposed to just being aware of what's around me all the yes, time. Right. Exactly. And I don't even know when that happens. But it's <laughs> very much become a part of, you know, a part I know. of exactly. I get those phantom, you know, vibrations in my leg, and I'm like, is that my phone? Yeah. Or somebody else has got the same ring, and I'm like, is that mine? Yeah. 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 What are you, you know? trying to tell me? Do you do that sort of 
like spasmy twitch to your yeah. You're like that me? Hold on, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's I sense something. It's 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 sad in a way because I get up and the first thing I look at is I look at my email and then I look at my you know WordPress and then I look at my Meetup and I see if anything's changed and then I can yeah. start my day and that's like whoa, settle down, <laughs> man. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I and joke and I joke with the kids. There's they, so much brilliance that comes from it. I yes. Think this conversation we're having. I would, I would have never met you guys. I would have never found your stuff. We wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing something. We like couldn't be doing what we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we have you but said it. just how do we walk that line? And, and that's, again, I think something that, you know, Age of Ultron, in a really, you know, obviously superhero stylized, sure. exciting way, it does really well. Mm-hmm. Because you see, I mean, Thor and Cap are, are so quick to condemn Tony, fairly, to a degree. Right. Um, Bruce, Bruce is drawn in by this oh, potential sure. of making everything safer. Yeah. But then he's a lot quicker, you know, to admit sort of the, the prideful mistake that brought them there. Right. Um, Natasha and, and Clint don't weigh in as, as clearly as they could. And, and Tony's sitting there saying, like, yeah, I, I don't regret this. Like, it, I, we tried, you know, and this is something that we have to do. Right. And so that that's all of it. You know, this, you have this potential for something that, that can work really well. A buddy of mine made the, the comment, um, and and this uh, he's another work plus press blogger Jeff he runs a, a shuttler site the Imperial Talker Ooh, but awesome. um, he made the point that he goes he was really interested he's like imagine for a second if Ultron worked he's like let's say he didn't become corrupted yeah. let's say he didn't just decide to destroy humanity he goes if Thanos shows up what sort of a battle is that mm-hmm. because he's like now you have this thing let's imagine it functions the way Tony wants right. it is living it is breathing it is adapting and yeah. he goes, it's something that would naturally adapt faster than Thanos could think. So, so would Ultron have been able to stop the invasion? Yeah. And, and, it's, and so when you think about that, you totally understand why Tony did what he did. Anybody remember when I carried a nuke through a wormhole? Right. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how hubristic it was, because that desire to, to find, um, to secure that sort of safety for your loved ones, for everyone, you know, sure. to, to build that... The phrase he uses is a suit of armor around, around the world. The world you right. know? Yep, exactly. It's interesting because Vision sort of was like that, but then he, there were some fallibilities there too, right? Yeah. The gym. Yeah. yeah. But, and uh, that, I think, is, is back to the, the theological note. One of the, I, I think, the brilliant things about Age of Ultron is we don't just get Ultron, who is looking to destroy everything, mm-hmm. um, but we also get Vision. Oh, yeah. And so... Who who be who is you know is is human, but he's more than human, and you know he he builds this like we see in the Civil War how he starts to you know how he legitimately cares for Wanda and he wears mm-hmm. sweater vests with the most adorable thing ever. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but so so it, it it becomes back to this point about like technology isn't all bad. Age of Ultron becomes this this almost sort of uh, parable of what are we going to reap with our actions. Sure. You know, what will we create? Do yeah. we build something like Ultron? Or yeah. do we create something like Vision? You know, I mean as human beings Got a choice. we have yeah. so much potential sure. to, to 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 create. Yeah. You know, the idea that even you know, part of part of what it means to be made in the image and likeness of God mm-hmm. is because we can be co creators. Right. As human beings we can shape the world in a way that other animals don't. Exactly. And so so Age of Ultron then is this really powerful tale about what are you, what are you doing? Stark asked for a savior. 
and settled for a slave. I suppose we are both disappointments. Yeah. You know, what, what are we doing? What are we going to create? What's our legacy? What are we putting out to the world? Right. A great point. Exactly. And you know, it's funny. You think about, like, um, where it's going is, you know, some people say, you know, as Christians, you know, stay off the internet and all these things going on, mm -hmm. but but aren't we supposed to be salt and light? And you know, you we we think of this as a, you know, in a good uh, media battleground. And it's like you know, you can shy away from some of that, or you can kind of get in there and figure out how you can Help. make the most of what yeah. you have. Technology, like you said, technology we have here, uh, being able to figure all that out, and it's a whole it's a whole different education. But um, which is which yeah. is so important yeah. because. I, I can understand the appeal of just saying it's all horrible, shut it all off, right. you know, let's go yes. live the, the Walden uh, lifestyle. Right. But that genie's out of the bottle. You know, we're, we're not, we can evaluate how we use, we can have conversations about how we use it. And like you just said, we can try and use it to put some brilliance and some brightness out into it. But I, I just, I don't think it's realistic to ever presume that we can just say, okay, we're done with this. No, right. But it's not like exactly. internet's going to go away tomorrow. No. But he, even if you could, even yeah. if you could, I mean, it's like anything that, you know, there's the yin and the yang of everything. There's yeah. the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you did that, and we went back to, you know, the Walton days, I mean, you don't have the, the technology that you do with medicine and, and, and saving people's yeah. lives. And you don't have the the, the easy uh, easy transport of things. Yeah. Um, you know, it you can't you're right you can't just shut it off but even if you could you're giving up so much in doing that yeah and that's About, uh, 10 years ago I, I the economist uh, Jeffrey Sachs wrote this book called The End of Poverty right and so one of the points that he made on this note of, of what you're saying with technology is that for the first time in human history we legitimately have the technology and we have the ability to eliminate extreme poverty like yes. it, it, it's not a matter of like you know this is there but for the grace of God go I like this is you know we we can fix it we yeah. can we can allocate mm. the resources we can do it mm. so it becomes a, a question not so much of how do we do it but do we have the will to do it yeah, and right. you're absolutely right if we were to just unplug it even if there was a big man and magic switch then then we lose the potential to do things like that yeah Yep. The problem is though that human beings are human beings and we don't do things <laughs> like that yes. yeah, yeah. It's about me. What do mm -hmm. I get? Yes, and that's um, the problem. Yeah, and I, you know, I think of. It's interesting. We just saw Ready Player One. Have you seen that, Michael? Have you seen Ready Player One yet? I haven't seen the film, but I read the novel. Right, the novel. Okay, I did yeah. too. The different book, but one of the one of the concepts in that is uh, making. I think I said this earlier. Making connections with other people, mm -hmm. uh, because you know yeah. the internet connects us. But what's real connection? And uh, there's some really good themes in there. And I think it. Uh, well, without giving away the ending, I know in the book totally. I think. They might have gone that route, shut it all off. I don't remember, but uh, they did a little different in the movie. But part of it is yeah, taking responsibility for uh, technology and the people around you and find that healthy balance. And uh, I think you know, there are times when I'm like, man, what you know, am I? You can't do it all and stay sane, yeah. you know. So it is, it is fine. What that's with anything in our life, right? Find a good balance because you can have too much of a good thing. That's what Socrates talked about. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So so crates, dude. So crates. <laughs> Hope you're a Bill and Ted fan. Exactly. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. <laughs> All we are is dust in the wind, dude. There you go. Exactly. It's nice when you can go from Socrates to Ecclesiastes to uh, the band Kansas all in a couple. Yes, yes, you can. Exactly. Bill and Ted. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Because they all had some truth. That's, uh-huh. that's when you put the stamp on it and say, yes, I want today. This oh, yeah. Exactly. But isn't that great, though? You know, um, it's interesting. I went to a graduation yesterday, and um, I do not have the word in front of me, but um, it was a word the guy used. It was uh, Afri- Africanus. You know, the the oh, it's from South America, that language. Mm-hmm. But the language basically says, I am because of you. And what it meant was is that everyone is... Uh, basically a collection of all the experience they have and the people and how we affect each other, mm-hmm. which is how God intended it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is pretty cool, the connections, these crazy things we put together, but it works. And we are who we are because, and no one's, you know, we're all individuals together. <laughs> That's pretty cool. If you would look at the world like that, yeah. Yeah. But we don't, yeah. unfortunately. We don't, right. Yeah. It's the us and yeah, the them. The, the, on that, that note of, as far as like being individuals together, I absolutely love, there's this, it's a U2 track. It, it was like a, it was a, a bonus track um, from the Un- Unforgettable Fire album, I believe. Um, and it's, it's called 60 Seconds in the Kingdom. And so obviously, like, I see the title of this track, I'm like, I need to listen to this because I'm all, like, I can't wait to sort of pick apart their theological ideas and what are they saying, you know, and what are they doing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I listened to the track for the first time, and I realized that the song's like, we'll say like two minutes and 40 seconds long or, or three minutes and 40 seconds long or something like that. And I was sort of dumbfounded because I'm like, YouTube is not going to make a mistake like that. And so I listened to it a couple times and I realized, so it starts, all the instruments sort of come in individually. And mm-hmm. then and then Bono does just sort of this like, you know, humming, wailing thing. He's not singing anything distinct. And so the part of the song where all four of them are performing together is exactly 60 seconds and then they slowly drift apart Hmm. so it's this incredible vision of like that's what we're called to do you know to utilize our gifts Hmm. together like you just said you know to be individuals together yeah but that's what you do at work that's what you do in a band that's what you do you know at um, school or different things like that exactly even if you're a writer and you think oh I'm gonna write this book by myself it doesn't work like that because you gotta have an editor and a publisher and a you know artwork done for your book and ideas come from all over the place Mm -hmm. yeah exactly but uh, oh yeah so I mean it's the well the human the human computer you know the real it's interesting because we always use the term artificial intelligence because uh, you know where they say you can't really design a computer or a camera or anything like that's that the human body is like. It's amazing. I tell my kids all the time, yeah. you're smarter than this test because your brain is smarter than this, these things we're going through. It's just if we choose to use it or not and develop it. And um, But uh, yeah, I think it's with, well, I think Proverbs says that too, right? The, mo- the man that avoids all the extremes, you know, that's the yeah. guy that's going to be doing well. So, but uh, yeah, we I did. remember years ago I got a, a, a t-shirt, I don't remember where I picked it up, but it had uh, like the brain on it and underneath it it said there's no app for that and then I just <laughs> when I would wear it and they're like come on Mr. Miller we understand I'm like but no this is the truth yes like, we we can do so much more than you know yes. just programming these other things to do for us right exactly we programmed it we created yeah. it yeah. yes you know they always joke around about all these things were built it's like the pyramids they say that they're so precisionly based you know it's a precision that you can't put a fit credit card between each block and you know, some people yeah. said that's aliens. No, people used to use their brains a lot more. No, yeah, they used no that to was alien. No, that was yeah. aliens. Right. Um, well, yeah, we're alien to ourselves now. It seems like you know, but um, you know, but have so much. Yeah, good. I think that that idea too of like what we can produce is so fascinating because I read um, Chuck 
Chuck Klosterman, who I, I think is just a brilliant Chuck pop culture writer, but he's really anchored in like philosophical questions and things like that. Um, his, not his last book, his second to the last book, was called I Wear the Black Hat. And so it was an analysis of why we as a culture are so fascinated by villains. You know, hmm. why do we love mob movies, or why do we love Breaking Bad, or why do we enjoy rooting for, like, these 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 characters? And there's a part in one of the essays where he's talking about artificial intelligence, and he references Age of Ultron and Terminator and a handful of other ones, and he makes the case that it's interesting, and I guess I haven't really thought about it, or he references the Matrix as well, um, that in so many of these movies and these these works where when we create an author or, you know or, or a screenwriter creates this idea of an advanced you know supposedly perfect intelligence the first thing that it wants to do is destroy humanity to make the world better <laughs> right, right. and he's like whether plot device or not like that that points to some some sort of dark uncomfortable presuppositions about human potential sure. you know that, that these things would just automatically say well no we gotta, I know you designed us but we have to like get allowed yeah <laughs> We've outgrown you. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's just, there's so much with that with, uh, I don't know, why is there the, the pod? You're a virus, Mr. <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We see the the negative upsides like, you know what, and that, that is holding us. How, how, do we, um, how do we take something like this and, like you said, well, I've heard uh, recently too. You know, they talk about things that, they're, you know, the government's always forty years ahead of where we are with technology. Yeah, and some of them are saying they're messed with things like, "Wow, should should we be doing this?" You I don't know? know about forty years, but it's well, they're it's up ahead there. about yeah. fifteen years. Yeah, and there is some truth in that because my my friend's um, stepdad, he worked for Boeing um, as a, an engineer, and he was telling me back in. 2000 he was telling me about drones oh yeah yeah he was telling me about drones before he said the, the military has this before you know it they're going to start selling it to the police departments xyz and then here we are yep here yep. we are and you know 2014 or whatever and then drones just became a normal thing now yeah, yeah. Right. so yep. they were again like about 15 20 years ahead yeah exactly so but that that is reality of it that there's keeping advancing it's like you know our management of is the key i think too so and uh, you know, some some people say you know that well, even with some of the fan fiction, people really get uh, really into it. That that's a that's a that's a per- I think that's um, you know what I want to say is uh, technology is not going to destroy a person um, if we, unless you allow it to. You know, mm-hmm. and the thing is, you learn we learn we learn to manage all this stuff too. I think of some of the, these fun things we do. You know, and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I, you know, we talk about movies and whatever, but you know, like with anything in life, you can balance it. But yeah, there's times I'll be thinking about <laughs> an Avengers movie when I'm praying or whatever, you know, and I think, yeah. God, don't strike yeah. me down for that, you know. Mm-hmm. But shit, it is, you know, we just have to always make sure that everything has a, a balance. A balance, yeah. <clears throat> and that's definitely praying about that too. So, and, uh, and that, that's why I think one of the reasons I've always loved, um, I, I just adore Tony Stark's character. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, he's played perfect by Robert Downey Jr. But I know he's. You know, some people love him, and some people are driven up all because of the arrogance and the snark and all of that. But I, I just, I think he is so authentically us. Or maybe <laughs> I don't want to paint all of humanity in that brush. Maybe so authentically, but like this, this, this idea of like being able to do more than maybe you should play with all the time, or that you know, like he, he is. There is. He speaks so much to human frailty 
and for all the the cockiness and arrogance, and again, it's depicted so perfectly by Robert Downey Jr., that is asking a lot of brokenness and a lot of panic and a lot of fear that he can't be who everybody thinks he is. Ross gave me 36 hours to bring in. That was 24 hours ago. Can you help a brother out? You know, it, it speaks so much to the idea of the idea of our being broken, you know, and, and yeah. this idea that we that we get in over our heads and that we don't think enough. And that because I, I, I adore how do you not adore Captain America, right? But yeah. Captain America is when I look at the two of them, Cap is the ideal, right? He is he he's is the perfect, yes, he's uh-huh. right. perfect. He is the one we all want to be. But Tony Stark is the one we actually are. We we want to be we want to be Cap, but we all you know we are we're not. Or again, maybe I shouldn't point no. everybody in that. Oh, no, maybe I don't at think least so. my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Like I I want to be Captain America, yeah. but I am stuck living in a Tony Stark mindset. You know this idea <laughs> of yep. how do we. You know, how do we transcend that? How do we transform that? Sure, sure. You know, it's interesting, and Tony Stark's a perfect example of man and machine and how to work it, because he had that in his heart. You know, that piece of metal. is a part of him. Mm-hmm. A part of him so much, yeah. yeah. And then the whole thing about, you know, how much how much of him is machine and machine, and how he has to interact with that. So you great, great example of that, you know, and how to, uh, how much of that, it, you know, he allows into his life and how much of him is Tony Stark and, and how much of him is Iron Man. Yeah, And eventually as like a person, like, Iron Man and Tony, like they grew to a point where he was like, I have to choose now. So he got the surgery to take it out of him. And so I think that was a real development for him. And it shows that sometimes we have to just sacrifice things in life. That's true. And you see how that, that really, it stresses his relationship with Pepper too. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and I I think because I mean, if they, they got lightning in a bottle with Robert Downey Jr. And then they get Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh gosh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, the MCU is going to be great after that start. Yeah. But so I, I love that even in just her smaller cameo roles, how they they illustrate that. You know, so Iron Man three, his his job superheroing and dealing with his PTSD and all that sort of yeah. stuff almost breaks him apart. But yeah, he gets the surgery and he blows up the suits and he's like, I'm going to do this differently. Yeah. Then we jump ahead just to uh, Civil War and they've, they've separated because he doesn't know and he tells Steve he's like this is all my fault you know I don't I don't know how to stop I don't want to stop mm-hmm. and so that stresses his relationship with Pepper mm-hmm. and then you get to Spider-Man Homecoming and you're like oh, okay they're, okay, they're, they're, they're good this is, but it just it shows that just like you said all, all that that balance between man and machine and what we can do and what we should do and it, it shows that the struggle with that because Pepper is this brilliant, layered, strong character, but there's only so much that she can endure that any of us can endure. You yeah. know, when we're yeah. when we're wrestling with the, the the bag of cognitive dissonance and and you know good intentions but sinful choices and you know stuff that can be that can be told. There should be no more surprises. We can have a nice dinner tonight. Show off this Harry Prince stone, <laughs> right? And we should have no more surprises ever. I should promise you. Yes, I would. Yeah, that's right. And who knows how things ended up with uh, Infinity Wars, right? Because she was yeah. not happy with him. Yeah, she wasn't happy with him. <laughs> that scene was so, like, when he calls her and he's like, you know, I'm oh. not going to be there for good. I'm just like, Tony, no. Like, it was just, you know, like, it, it was just such a, a hard, but that's their life. I mean, that's given the choices that he's made. He has to go. He can't not yeah. intervene. Right. Because he is Iron Man. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what he said at the end of the first movie. I, I am, am Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah. That's it. Me and the suitor won. <laughs> It was so great that they bring that back at the end of Iron Man 3 because he 
gets the surgery, but he still says when he throws, you know, when he throws that thing out, he gets back in the car and he says, I am Iron Man. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's still, he's still owning that part of him. It's in his heart, even though it's the, the I physical. Am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, exactly. But uh, wow, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's just really, um, again, so many lessons you can. These movies are packed full of things. Yeah, the people don't. I think sometimes don't recognize or don't see. You know, mm-hmm. there's you can pull them apart in or so many ways. They don't want to see. You know, yeah, right? well, they're just going to be entertained. Yeah. You know, yeah, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you stop and watch it a two or three times, you know. Uh, using that brain, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can you can really analyze you know these movies yeah. and some of the messages that are hidden in them. I, I remember I've I've had the conversation on on more than one occasion, mm. but you know we're all like being sort of like this long drawn out like hyper geek out mode analyzing something like this. And a friend will, will say, like, "Do you really think all of that was intended by you know the author or the director or whatever, or is that something that you're reading into it?" Ah. Um, and I saw a presentation by a, a professor, and I'm totally blanking on his name now, which makes me feel bad. I mean, the presentation was like 10 years ago, but I still feel bad because I'm going to cite his idea, and I and I don't remember his name. Um, but he teaches a lot with... with he doesn't mind. Like his, <laughs> and he, makes the, he made the case that, you know, that moment of creation, the author's original intent for any work, is, is a moment that, while it's really important, it can never be recaptured. Mm. And he, like, even think about, you know, think, for example, like, all right, uh, Billy Joel, Just the Way You Are. Yeah. He wrote that about his first ex-wife, and that was a really, but he plays it every night he does a show. Mm-hmm. His relationship to that song is not the same that it was, but, it, you know, it's something that the fans need to experience. So he made the case that, well, we always have to be aware of the author's intent. A major part of our experience with art is what we see in it. Yes. You know, what lessons does it teach us? Because, you know, that's, art is a subjective, a beautifully subjective thing. Yeah. You know, what, and, and that's why it's great to have conversations with people about this stuff, because you'll be sitting down, and that's one of the reasons I love teaching with, with film, you know, or TV shows or, or comics or things like that, because I constantly um, will we'll have conversations where I'll say, wow, I never thought of that before. Yeah. I mean, Hannah, my, uh, my friend who I teach in the Star Wars class with, every year we do that, you know, we'll like we'll look at each other and we'll look at the kids and be like, we have never thought of that before. Something new. You know, we've never thought of that angle or that approach. Wow. And as a student, maybe bringing up something too, right? So you're saying sometimes. You know, that's it. Like they'll say stuff, and I'll be sitting there saying, like, I have watched this movie <laughs> a million times. Yeah. And I never thought about that. And then they, and then you just have like this moment of of excitement where you're saying, like, now I can go back and watch this. You know, watch this in a different way. Sure. You know, I, I can sort of sure. overlay this overlay this this excitement with it and, and see how that you know see how that goes that's awesome but that's what art and creativity is all about mm-hmm. i mean you know it is about the artist or the the creator and what they are feeling or thinking at the time but then it's the person who reads it or studies it or looks at it and then it's how they process it you know that really matters and that's what i think an artist or an author is really looking for Evoking feeling yeah mm-hmm. right connections <clears throat> and your own connections through your own experiences oh yeah, yeah. And it keeps it fresh, you know, when these new things come up or a different set of eyes. And yeah, I love that when kids, I think we're watching, oh, I forget it was Black Panther. Anyways, one of the newer ones. And yeah, just things people pull out and the discussions that start, that's what's great. You know, like you said, I'm yeah. sure a lot, of, a lot of open doors and you get kid people actually watch a movie, not just watch a movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They take something away from it. And I think that's part of the problem with the Age of Ultron, like you were saying, is that people just saw it as not being as good as the original Avengers. 
And so it was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being able to look at it and pull yeah. pull some other stuff from it. You sure, know? sure. Exactly. Uh, the, the the hammer moment, that's a funny thing. And oh, I love the hammer Sometimes moment. there's moments that, and, and we, in fact, I want to do a whole piece on different moments. We talk about the Princess Bride. All these, there's so many moments in movies that uh, that you get to. You watch the movie just maybe for that moment, you know. But yeah, the hammer scene where they're sitting around and they're after the party and they're all discussing who can pick up Thor's hammer and that moment when Captain, Captain America, America squeaks. <laughs> but it's a trick. No, no, it's much more than that. Uh, whosoever be he worthy shall have the power. <laughs> Whatever, man, it's a trick. <laughs> well, please be my guest. Come on. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is gonna be I go over the whole thing. My kids, they go, do you know, you know how big that is? It's huge. Mm -hmm. You know what's going on? And it's just like we miss those things because we're on our phone or whatever. It's like, you know, it's it's it's, it's sitting, watching, <laughs> picking those up. All right, now I want, I want to ask all of your opinions on this because I ask people right. about this all the time. Go for it. Because this, I think about this constantly. So they are, they're all trying to lift it. It doesn't, it doesn't budge. And like you said, with Cap, you get that little squeak. Mm -hmm. So here's my question. Do we think that Cap was just able to move it a little bit, or being the morally pure guy that he was, he realized he could have lifted it and chose not to? Because mm. when he takes his hands off it, he is not, there's no stress. Like, Clint and Tony and um, Rhodey, they were all physically exhausted from trying to lift it. Cap does it, there's a, and so I, I think about this all the time. Could mm. he have lifted it, but he's like, I don't need that. You know, this is Thor's, nobody needs to know, like, this is where we're at. Hmm, interesting. What do you think? No, I don't. I, I think that he's almost pure enough to lift it. And he's, he's not struggling because he's the strongest dude in the room besides maybe Thor, you know? Um, yeah. That's my, that was my take on it. That's how I got it. That's well, what I got from well, it. Well, I don't think it has so much to do with, like, his strength. But I think because, like, as you said, Captain America is not, like, a perfect guy. He's still got... He's got you know, flaws. He's got flaws. Mm -hmm. He's got his demons and stuff, you know? And, and I know that Thor does, too. But I feel like... I feel that... As over time, he's just built up these things that he's still dealing with from when he was in like World War II and stuff like that. So I feel like, but he is a knight, he is a great guy, and he has that. So I think that might be a possibility that he could have. Well, and that's what I mean. Yeah. I think that morally and and in his heart, yeah. he's as pure as a human can be. Yes, but yeah. he's not pure enough, enough to lift it. But he doesn't struggle because he's he's really super strong. Yeah. Right, you know, he's a lab yeah. experiment. Well, and then again, think about the hammer is, I think, sentient. Right, sentient. So it senses stuff. So maybe it realizes that uh, you know Thor doesn't need to get debunked at this point. <laughs> but there are other people that <laughs> there are people who uh, you know if something did happen, there are people who could, could take it. could step up. So mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe it's just an inkling like, hey, uh, and then also for Thor, don't you know he maybe the hammer also realizes you're getting a little full of yourself because mm -hmm. he was all getting like, well, yeah. none of you are worthy. <laughs> and so yeah. maybe it's a reminder to him to keep it humble, dude. I don't know, you know. <laughs> Because you could lose it. That's a really, that's a really good point. Because that's something else I think about with that scene is he. I mean, obviously Thor is is worthy, but there is a degree of cockiness when he's sort of like, yes, you know, haranguing everybody else, like, oh yeah, you guys aren't worthy, you can't do this. And is that how he lost it? Is that how he lost it? Right? Because he got cocky. Yeah, he yelled yeah, at his dad. And so that, yeah. that reminds him that listen, there's a little bit more here going on, and maybe you'll, you know, or be like you said, stay humble, like be aware of, of mm -hmm. who you are. Yep. That's yeah, because right. you do see his face afterwards. He's like, whoa. And then he's like, oh, there's nothing. <laughs> it was a, but it's funny because the hammer did also, you heard this hardened up sound to it. It's like, yeah, it was, there's, a, there's a lot in there. But uh, but again, yeah, there's just great moments that we hope that our uh, our readers or listeners will follow that too. And um, 
It's awesome. Well, hey, any any last little things on here you want to share? Any other uh, points that uh, you think our audience might enjoy, or any other things you want to? Um, no, I, I think this was this was good. I, I think if we perhaps if I keep going, it will just turn into a rambly stream of <laughs> that's okay. Uh, narrative. Your stuff's always my good. Students can attest that that is only fun when they're trying to eat up time and yeah. get out of class without another assignment. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's been a good chat. Oh man, we're, we're, we're set. We're great. Hey, real quick, uh, Michael, could you um, share um, the name of your blog, where we can find it at, and uh, some information about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can find my blog. Um, it's mycomicrelief.wordpress.com. Or if you are the type of person who enjoys Twitter, you can find me at my underscore comic relief. Although I will let you know the output on the blog is a lot more than Twitter. I don't have the patience to be front with Twitter. Gotcha. I'll be front for like 20 minutes one day and then it's quiet all uh, after that. But. Man, show technology. <laughs> I hear you, man. Totally got it. Wow, man, it's been, you know, it's been great uh, talking to you and, you know, we're all in touch and, you know, I'm hoping, we've been talking a little bit about doing some fan fiction, so we'll be talking more about that as things get going, so any word on that? Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah, I think we got a Star Wars one coming, so yeah, that'll be so awesome. You're, you guys are working and out. And the beauty of mm-hmm. summer vacation, right? The, yes. The time to work on all these of the projects. Yes. I am, I am super excited. Good, and we're, you know, anything coming up, let us know, and we... I love this. Back to technology. We can connect with people across country. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Uh, you betcha. Well, you know, Michael, we sure appreciate all you do, and you keep on doing what you're doing, and we'll keep in contact, and uh, yeah. thanks for being on our show today, man. Thanks. Yes, thank it you. It was my pleasure. I was honored. Uh, I was honored that you guys asked. I love being on. Thank you. You betcha. You want to hang tight for a closing? Hold on just a second, okay? In fact, uh, we're going to ask for your name in just a second, and we'll, you ready? I'm going to go I'm going to go ahead and, after John, just say your name, and we'll, we'll close it. Are you ready? Sounds good. All right, well, co- uh, folks, this is about uh, this is about time. So uh, I'm still Gary. I'm Aaron. Still John. <laughs> I'm Michael. All right, a right. class is now dismissed. I don't play well with others. You here with a mission, sir? Trying to get me back in the world? After all this time, why return now? We're not a team. They've gone their separate ways. They'll come back. Because we'll need them to. Hey, we're in Ecology 101. You can always find us on Podbean, which you can download for free on iTunes, Android, and the Google Store. Be sure to hit subscribe to stay up to date on all of our new episodes. And if you want to learn more about God Among Geeks and what we do here, uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also check us uh, check out our blog at GodAmongGeeks316.com. We also have an email, necology 101 at gmail.com, because we love to hear your comments, because we are the knights who say, Neek!